0: Hi, my name is Nikki, and welcome to Quick Picks, a reader's advisory podcast for all kinds of media available at the library. If you want suggestions on what to try next, we're here to help. Hello, and welcome to Manga Madness. Today's episode is going to focus on the growing popularity of the manga genre of graphic novels. And I have... I have very little experience with this type of book, so I have two guests today who are going to tell you all about it, and they are the people that I go to whenever I have questions. You are going to know Elise because she's been on the program before, but we have a new staff member, Miss Stephanie, and if you both could just tell us about yourself, that'd be great.
1: I'm Miss Elise. I am a youth services librarian and I have been reading manga since actually my sophomore year of college. So it took me a while to get into it. And once I did, I have not been able to stop. As Stephanie can attest, I we borrow each other's manga quite
2: frequently. <laughs> I am Miss Stephanie. I work at the youth services and I started reading manga uh during the pandemic. That's when I started picking it up and I haven't stopped. Um I also have a dog. His name is Benji, and he's four years old, and he's the love of my life. <laughs> and
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, we should totally do that from now on. Everybody has to talk about their pets. <laughs> That'd be great. Okay. Thank you both for joining us today. What can you tell me about manga and The growing popularity and how it's just kind of skyrocketed lately.
1: So manga has actually been around probably since I want to say like the 70s, really. Um, But it really didn't hit over here probably until the late 1990s. People probably don't even realize that like Sailor Moon, like Digimon, Pokemon, those actually are all mangas and anime, which is all from Japan. Uh, So that's pretty much when the popularity started was when some of those came out. I still remember watching Sailor Moon as a kid for anime, but I did not know that it was actually a book series prior to that. It has really skyrocketed, I want to say, actually since the pandemic, I've attended a couple webinars from other publishers that um, published specifically manga titles, and they have talked about how their... Constantly out of print and out of stock with items because they're just flying off the shelves, which is fantastic because there's so much stuff out there. Um, Some of the big publishers that you guys may know of or that we'd like to introduce you to is Viz Kodansha, which is also represented in Japan as well. It's a publisher that is both published in Japan and here. It's a global corporation. There's Yen Press, Seven Seas vertical and Tokyo pop used to be here and then it went out of business, but it stayed in Europe still. And recently it has been making a comeback since manga has been so popular. So they've started re-releasing some of their stuff. They lost some of their licenses, but they're starting to build up again. And there's so many more besides those publishers, but those are the main publishers, but with Viz, Kodansha, and Yen Press being the top three that you'll see a lot of stuff from. And then There's a bunch of different age groups. We have started adding manga to the Youth Services Collection. We try to be very careful, though, because there are different age ratings on those. For the most part, the manga publishers are fantastic with adding those age group, age listings on the back of their books. Um, They have A for all ages, T, which is teen. It's roughly like 12 and older. Then they have OT or T plus, which is for older teens. And then the M for mature, which is obviously 18 and older. And then a couple of the main categories, they have five main ones in the publishing world. It's shoujo, which is meant for um, preteen and teen girls, or the characters technically wind up being that age. Shonen, which is like your Naruto bleach one piece, which is um, for, again, teen, tween, uh, boys. Jose, which is for female adult readers. Seinen, which is for more of the male adult readers. And they call it Kodo momuke, which is geared towards kids. So apparently, the word actually means for children. And then, of course, you have tons and tons of genres, which Stephanie and I will completely go into <laughs> because they have everything under the sun. So I encourage you, even if you've never read a manga before, they have mysteries, they have fantasy, they have sci fi, they have horror, which Stephanie and I have shared a couple of <laughs> recently. <laughs> Horror, you know, romance, like slice of life, like so many different genres. So if there's something out there that you like to read normally, we recommend you picking up the same genre in manga because they have everything.
0: Okay, that's great. Stephanie, you said you're kind of new to manga. And I was just wondering, I, I know the two of you share trade your books, and that's happening a lot with the kids that I know too, who are maybe they can't purchase every single book or get to the library and get them. So they trade just for accessibility so what what got you into it did someone hand you a book or did you just happen upon it
2: um so it all started when I watched Death Note on Netflix Mm -hmm. so I thought it was just an anime and then I found out it was also a manga and I was like oh let me go into it I never actually read it (laughs) But, you know, the idea was there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I went to Barnes & Noble and I saw the huge section that they have. So I was just kind of picking up volumes that look nice from the back. And I'm like, okay, let's try this out. And then TikTok is another one youtube is another one where i've gotten recommendations and i think that's about it
1: yeah it all started when i watched an anime in college on uh, i think it was like adult swim it was bleach at like midnight and all of a sudden i was like well i want to know more it was just like a 30 minute episode and sure Mm -hmm. enough i went to the store and i was like wow there's 30 volumes out right now (laughs) i got a lot of reading to do
0: I think that happens with any kind of book. If you see a movie or a show and you're like, oh, there's a book of that. I got to read all of it now. And then you you just dive in. But TV, I think, exposes us to a lot of this first. And then we get into the books later. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Do you guys have a favorite?
1: Oh, <laughs> so
2: many. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Depends on the time of day. It's about the, the day of the week. I mean,
0: mm-hmm. yes.
1: We've read so many lately, actually. We've been on a binge. (laughs) One of my favorites right now is Prince Freya, which is by Ishihara Keiko. Um, In Japanese, they pronounce the last names first normally. So it's Keiko is her first name. And it's about this main female protagonist who lives in like the middle of nowhere and she gets taken basically to the capital and because everyone says then that she looks like the prince and she winds up, quote, not so much of a spoiler alert since it's called Prince Freya, but the prince dies and she winds up having to impersonate him. And she's this super wimpy, weak character that normally I'm not a fan of, but she does a complete 180 when she's in this prince like persona. And it sort of reminded me also of Yona of the Dawn, which is one of my favorites um, by Kusanagi Mizuho. And that one is a huge series. That's one like 40 volumes, I think so far. So Yona is a princess who's never been outside of the castle and her kingdom is overthrown. And so she has to flee. So the characters are different. Whereas Freya is going to the kingdom and Yona's running away from it, but they're both incredibly weak characters at the beginning. And then they, again, complete 180, really like loyal followers and friends and stuff. And it's just fantastic to read both of those.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so at the moment, it is Skip and Loper, which is written by Takamatsu Misaki. And currently, there's only three volumes out, but I right away fell in love with the character. She wants to be a mayor. She wants to work in government. And she's from this country where she only has like eight classmates. And then she goes to Tokyo, which is like completely different. She's like, yes, I'm going to tackle this. It's going to be my high school year. I'm going to go to college, do all these things. And then the first day, she, she runs late. She throws up. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, things are not going well for her. But, but, you know, she's still like thriving. She's still going. And then the other one, so I just finished it. And (laughs) there's 12 volumes out. I think it took me. Like four days, I think, to finish. So it didn't take you very long. No. <laughs> like, I read one right after the other. And since they're all downstairs, I was like, oh, let me go outside the door. I'm going
0: out. <laughs> it's kind of convenient working in the library, being a reader. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> research. Yeah, yes.
2: research. You
0: know? <laughs> and which one is that, Stephanie?
2: Uh, that one is VoiceOver Sayu Academy. And that one's by Minami Maki. So that one came out in 2009 and ended in 2015. So that one is, again, this girl who has this big dream of being a voiceover actress, but she has a very manly voice. But she wants to have this cute little princess voice, and it's just not working out for her either. She can't get the roles she tries, and then it's just her growing and trying to become the best, trying to achieve her dream to be. Is it? Uh, oh, I can't remember the show. But
1: there's this show that she like watched as a kid, and she idolized mm-hmm. the it's voice
2: actress.
1: It's some like yeah, like a magical girl
0: show, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's super cute.
2: (laughs) Lovely blazers. Okay. Mm -hmm. You guys like a lot
0: of the coming of age story types. Yes. Yes. They start off weak and they they build, they get better. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's typical of a book. You like a a character that is dynamic and learns and grows. Mm -hmm. Excellent. She's got more books. I got more books. (laughs) Tell me. I just wanted
1: to make sure we got our first couple in.
0: (laughs)
2: Yeah, absolutely. If you need to prioritize, go ahead. All right. So my other favorite one, this is a romance one and it's called Honey So Sweet by Magaru Amu. I'm like butchering these things, but (laughs) we're trying, (laughs) we're trying. trying. Yeah.
0: And, and, And I'll put all of these in the show notes too. So people can look them up and don't have to try and figure it out.
2: Okay. So there's eight volumes. And this one came out in 2012 and ended in 2015. And it's it's like so cute. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's like the best way to describe it.
2: <laughs> so I own the first volume. And then it's really hard to get volume two anywhere. It's out of print right now.
1: It's out, stocked, out yeah. of
2: stock. Out of
1: stock. We just looked recently too because we're like,
2: we should get it now.
1: No, it's out of print. Yeah.
2: We're out of stock. <laughs> So, But I got them all through different libraries, so that was good. Mm-hmm. But it's this girl who stumbles upon this guy that's labeled a delinquent, even though he's really not. He's like really, really sweet and very caring guy. But his outward appearance, is it's not. <laughs> he has red hair, piercings uniform is always not right and it's just their high school love story and it's it's just adorable
1: (laughs) it is probably one of my favorites too and a lot of uh listeners may not know this but in japan a lot of them have school regulations and dress codes that they have to follow their hair has to be like their natural color No piercings, no jewelry normally, and they do have to wear their uniform, which most of the time requires, depending on the type of uniform that they have, requires a tie, their shirt, and the jacket and stuff. And then they have different uniforms purse for the seasons. So when we talk about that, when they look like a delinquent, it's because they have dyed hair, they have piercings, you know, they're wearing excessive jewelry, which in Japan is a no-no. <laughs> right. But it would just look like a normal person here. Right. In here, they would just <laughs> look like anyone. Yeah. And it's you, sort of funny because you like honey so sweet. And I just picked up this brand new book called I'm a Koi. Now I'm in love. Um, by Hata Ayuko and this is a brand new volume it actually just came out I want to say this month and uh, this girl is on a train and uh, she gets saved because she's being harassed by what they call um, another delinquent Yagyu and he basically helps her out And she's like, oh my gosh, I have to thank him. And so she runs after him and he's like, it's no big deal. And like the friend's like, yeah, that's just, he would have done it no matter who it was and stuff. But like, he completely, he's like super tall and just isn't your like picture of a normal, you know, high schooler. He looks like a delinquent or I think they call him a Yakuza at some point, which is a gang member. Yeah. So it's sort of along those same lines of honey, so sweet. And this was just the first volume. And I'm dying to find out what happens next. But so, yeah, we like those cutesy romance books, but also the characters are fun and interesting, obviously.
0: Mm -hmm. You guys touched on this a little bit, but where do you go to find your manga? Do you buy it? Do you go to the library? Is there a streaming or downloadable site that you choose? Where do you get it from?
2: For me, it would be Barnes & Noble. Okay. Or the library. Okay. If they have it. Mm-hmm.
0: And what the library doesn't have, they can enter a library loan if somebody else has it. So that's a nice feature yes. for your tax mm-hmm. dollars.
1: <laughs> yeah. So definitely, we use our library loan a lot because there are so many manga out there
2: mm-hmm.
1: that it is nearly and it's impossible for anyone to have. Anything. I mean, Stephanie has her own collection. I have my own collection and I don't think we barely have anything that's the same. So like we trade, we rotate, you know, we share. I do purchase a lot of manga. Depends, I normally will do it through, you know, Barnes and Noble, sometimes Amazon. Sometimes, unfortunately, there's also only digital copies mm-hmm. of books. A lot of them are trying out digital uh, Kodansha has like a digital first, so they try it out digitally to see how well sales go. I mean, it's really word of mouth too. Like, mm. like Stephanie said, like TikTok, and I find some on Instagram. Mm. Sometimes we go to webinars that have you know the manga um, talking about like what's new and what's coming out. I get publisher emails, but it's really hard because even some of the stuff that we want to read isn't available in libraries or in mm-hmm. our library alone. And it's, sometimes it's because it's just too new or because it's a more obscure title, but that's okay mm-hmm. because we recommend that you definitely request your library to order them or at least put in like your recommendations because not everyone knows what everyone likes to read and mm-hmm. everyone's different. And there's so many genres, so many books out there that we highly recommend that you keep pushing for books that you guys would like to see in your libraries because that's the way to get the books on the shelves. What are some of the more popular titles right now? My Hero Academia, Demon Slayer, is it Chainsaw Man? Oh, yes. Yeah, Chainsaw Man, I think is um, almost done. Hi Q. One Piece is coming out with its hundredth volume soon. So that's a huge series uh boruto which is the continuation of naruto oh
2: spy x family
1: oh i love that one Mm -hmm. give us the genre and we'll tell you what's (laughs) popular for that genre (laughs) well if you guys what
0: if you if you guys like the cutesy stuff um with the you know the charming characters and that what what is out there i know that sometimes manga gets a rep for being violent or you know Any kind of comic or graphic novel in general gets that kind of a reputation. Mm -hmm. Are there any that fall into that category? I would say Skip Beat is a good romance,
1: cutesy. I mean, she's a uh going into being an actor. Uh I'm a coy is a brand new one. My gosh, we just read a bunch too. You did say you read some horror, so I was thinking maybe. We did read some horror. But no one owns that one, so we don't talk about that one.
0: No one owns it, and yet you read it.
1: Because I got an arc of it. I get it. That's
0: why we didn't talk about that one are there issues too like because some of them get released just in Japan or it takes longer for it to be released in the US it does take longer um normally it could take
1: anywhere from a year to 3 or 4 years sometimes and it's all based on sometimes when a manga finally gets an anime that goes alongside it. Then it comes over to the US because they see that it was worth releasing it. The Haikyuu actually wound up being a simultaneous release. They, really, they caught up to the point where they released um, the volumes at the same time as they did in Japan at one point because they were so popular. Um, there was also, we were so far behind, also. I mean, there was, I think, 42 volumes at the end of this series. I may be wrong on that. But I think once it hit, like, once it got up into the 30s, I think they stopped doing the simultaneous publication. But it just depends on how popular the series is and how, honestly, how much money they make off of
0: mm-hmm. it. Yeah. What are the series or titles or anything that you would recommend? And what age ranges do you think that they would cover?
2: Yeah, voiceover definitely would be for I would say the younger teens.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, we have that one downstairs in youth, as well as High Q, which is a volleyball one. Um, that's downstairs in youth as well. Oh. Same with Boruto; those are pretty longstanding series. Other series, Skip. I mean, Skip Beat is probably for teen or older because um the character is sixteen, but she acts with a lot of adults. Mm-hmm. Um in the series. And that ha- it's a long-standing series. I think there's around 40 volumes as well with that. I personally like Seraph of the End. That's definitely an older teen. If anyone has seen Tokyo Ghoul, which is a definite horror, that one's definitely mature. So that's upstairs an adult. Uh, My Hero Academia is more on the violent side with just the action because they all have powers and of course they fight the bad guys.
2: And um again, skip and loafer. <laughs> i am really rooting for this to be here at the library we only have one and two so
0: <laughs> clearly not a collection you guys order otherwise we'd have a lot more
2: <laughs> i guess um a more violent one would be action oh,
1: yeah the cover just looks so cool
2: yeah, it <laughs> it's about um like half demons okay who roam with humans and the humans are trying to kill them because they don't want them they you know it's not normal <laughs> any other genres that you want
0: to recommend something in i like uh i like blue exorcist which
1: is a shonen title and it has demons and uh priests <laughs> So Mm -hmm. they sort of fight against each other. But at the same time, Rin, the main character, is half demon. And he originally was hiding it from everyone. But he is becoming, um, he basically is trying to fight against his father, which is Satan. So very, I love the artwork in it. Very action-packed. I would say has some religious undertones but at the same time isn't full front in the story um they talk about the different types of religion some of the friends are like shinto priests and stuff like that and there's different ways to exercise the demons pretty dark so actually that was a <laughs> What do I Tokyo know? Ghoul is definitely the horror one. <laughs> okay, They are ghouls that eat human flesh
0: <laughs> to survive. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> so there really is there's something for everybody, yes. basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if anybody has any questions about manga, Elise and I went over this in much more detail in our very first ever episode of the podcast. So We're going to refer back to that if you have any other questions about how to read them and the history and all of that kind of stuff. I think we've got a lot of titles here to work off of. And I thank you both we will probably add a couple more in the show notes that we didn't get to talk about today. So thank you both for coming and for sharing all of your wisdom and your experiences with these books. And hopefully we'll have you back soon to talk some more.
1: We can't wait. Thank you.
0: And now here's Nick with a suggestion from Libraries. Interested in learning a new language? Mango is an online language learning program that offers lessons on 72 different languages. After choosing a language, Mango presents you with a list of goals and topics you will cover in each lesson and then breaks down vocabulary, grammar, pronunciation, and culture into small, manageable pieces. Every learner's experience is unique and individualized as Mango adjusts to your learning pace, teaching until you feel confident with new words and phrases. Lessons involve a rich mix of listening and reading activities, so you can make sense of written and spoken contexts with an emphasis on cultural context. Learning a new language has never been so easy for beginners. that brings this episode of Quick Picks to a close. We hope you join us next time for more suggestions in different genres and maybe different media. My name is Nikki, and Quick Picks is coming to you from the Round Lake Area Public Library in Round Lake, Illinois. The end.